Hello, everybody. This is Yemi Majekodumi from Widow Recovery Secrets. I did promise you that I will bring again a new series of the Thriving Widows. So we're starting again this evening with a beautiful lady. Her name is Kimberly Coland, and she's come all the way from Minneapolis, which is a major city in Minnesota that forms the Twin Cities. She's a beautiful lady. She's a teacher. She's a mother. She's a grief advocate on mental health, suicide awareness and prevention. She's the surviving spouse of Brian Coland, who passed away just under a year ago. Kimberly is a Christian who believes that identity is wrapped in Jesus Christ, who strengthens yeah. and anchors her in this period of bereavement. I'm so honored to have Kimberly here today because she's actually the first widow I've interviewed that has been widow just under a year. So we want her to share the strength a spiritual strength with us and also learn some tips from her. So I'm going to hand you over to Kimberly to tell us more about yourself and your journey. Thank you. Well, it is such a treat to be speaking with you. And my hope and dream is that anyone who is going to be connecting with you and I through this um, is going to be filled with hope because my intent in life is to be a merchant of hope. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean I have anything worldly to sell. I just mm -hmm. want to give people hope. Mm -hmm. um, and hope found in Jesus Christ is the most important thing to me. So you're right. I, I'm a mom. I'm, I have two children, one who is 26 and one who is 17. Wow. And um, I've been a teacher for 28 years. Um, and I was previously married to my daughter's father. I adopted my son, my oldest son I adopted when I was 24. And I thought, oh yeah, that's great. I'll do that. Um, and single. And then uh, I married my daughter's father and we separated when she was one. And now she's 17. And I never, I didn't marry in between that, mm -hmm. except for when I met Brian and, and we dated and it was a beautiful courtship. And it was a year ago in March when we got engaged and we got married May 31st of 2001. Um, so it'll be my anniversary coming up in a few weeks, my first wedding anniversary. And um, yeah, it's just it's a little close, but I had a, a whole vision, yeah, me, of what God was going to do in my life yeah. through marrying this wonderful man. He was, he's a, he's a great guy. He was, he was a great principal. He was a marvelous educator. He was passionate about things that were centered to the heart of God. He was passionate yes. about people and he was passionate about culture and diversity, which is why I was like, yeah, let's, let's see what God can do with this. And we married and on, on June 16th, he got a troubling email from work that started to ruminate in his head. Mm -hmm. And then by, but he just, he wasn't sleeping. Right. And when we were courting, we were not living together out, yeah. and he would share with me, like, he'd say, oh yeah, honey, I haven't, I didn't sleep last night very well. I'm like, oh, gee, too bad. Mm -hmm. Well, 
okay, well, try again tonight. It didn't dawn on me yeah, well. that there was something going on. Yes, um, and yeah. so we married and he couldn't, he, I'm like, oh, dude, you, you cannot sleep. Like, what is this? What's going on? And then it was in July of 2021 when he finally shared with me that he was having suicidal ideations, oh. right? And I was, I didn't know what to, I didn't, I did not know, I did not know what to do. So can I ask you, were there any, were there any things happening around work, any change in anything, any, had anything happened around him that was quite something that I might have impacted or created such an ideation? He would, he would say it was all work. Wow. wow. Say it was all work. And then work upon, you know, he was, he had been uh, single and unmarried for over 10 years. I had been single and unmarried for 16 years. And so, you know, just trying being newly married, there's joy, right? But then there's also that combining that can create like, oh, wait, you do it that way. Oh, okay. Oh, so, you you know, just things that normally happen. So that, that with work, I mean, work was the most troublesome area because being a principal, through the COVID years was very hard. Mm-hmm. And so it, I'm so sorry in, to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And me too. And so suddenly my brain shifted from, Oh, happy joy. I'm just newly married. It's just going to be so great to, Oh my gosh, what is happening? What is happening? This mm-hmm. is not how I scripted the story <laughs> at all. Where, where is the original Wait, nope. Where's the original plot? Where did that go? Yeah, where's the fairy tale at least? Correct. And but it one thing that, that God did show me during that time was as educators, we have to take classes on suicide, yeah, right? Yeah. And had I not had those classes on suicide, I would not have known what to calmly try to do. Okay. How to navigate his stress, mm. how to navigate the suicidal ideations, how to navigate his suicidal attempts, um, and then how to take care of me. So like what during- support was there for you since you knew, became aware of what was happening? What, what support did you know was nearby that you could contact? Was there any kind of support in your area? Yes, there was um, support from... Um, I leaned into my first group of people that I lean into uh, was teachers, other people who uh, have also received this training. And I'm like, my best friends who are teachers, just leaning yes. into them yeah. and then researching, researching all the things, reading like books, yeah. um, like, and then um, just talking it out. My sister is a therapist. Okay. And so um, just talking some things, talking some things out like that, because Mm -hmm. she works for the United States um, Air Force as a therapist. Yeah, okay. Working with PTSD um, clients. So she was really helpful with like, just some um, bringing common sense to to things that don't make any sense, allowing me to find peace 
and centering myself yeah. and all around me was nothing but trauma hmm. and also then of my faith opening up the word of god yeah every day mm. for the fresh fresh word mm. from god for today mattered so much yeah help me through all that wow that's amazing <laughs> it, so, it, it, <laughs> uh, it is it's amazing when i hear people share their experiences so i'm just going to ask you how long were you have you been widowed um, it is going to be seven months in a few days. So it was, he passed away in October. That's very, very, you're actually very fairly new widow, widow actually. Yeah. And I think you're the first widow I've had that's actually come onto an interview for one day. Yeah. So how do you, where do you think you were in your journey in terms of your grief? That's a very good question. And I think, mm. um, had I not had support after the trauma of the suicide, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I would be okay. But I went to therapy. Um, okay. I, I've been in therapy for eighteen weeks. So did um, you do that straight away? No, I'm, I'm okay. Anyway, I couldn't get myself off the couch. <laughs> yeah, because there's always a gap in between. Yeah, right. And then straight away, I, um, I only got eight days off from work yeah. to process my husband's death before I needed to go back because okay. I was new to my job. Um, okay. and so was that a way that to survive the- in a way by going, was that a way to be feel to make sure you're occupied rather than be on your own at that time? Would you say on reflection, yeah. on hindsight? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And so it wasn't until December when yeah. I went through counseling and jumped jumped into that um therapy situation and it was it was a blessing it was i absolutely loved going there was it was a group therapy situation so now i realize i'm not alone Mm. like you can feel Yes, yes. Like you are all alone. Yes, that's why I say it's funny, Sarah, because I said I said that today, sorry. When I because I'm setting up this widow support group. Yeah. From the first um, every first Saturday, which will be this Saturday. And I have been doing lives for the last few weeks about the benefits of joining a support group. And as you mentioned, being a therapy group that was a therapeutic support group. Could you share some of the things, the benefits of being a, in group work? One thing you've just said is the isolation, you become less, you realize you're not the only one. Isn't that so? Yep. Yeah. You, your brain wants to tell you you're all alone. Mm. Satan wants to tell you. Villain. Yeah. You're all Mm. alone. Mm. You will not make it, Mm. but that is not the truth. And the truth is that God has wired us to connect. Right. And so you need to find those connections yes, you want. and being around a group of people who you don't have to explain everything to was healing mm. to my spirit yeah i i don't have to explain why why i don't want to talk tonight at therapy or i don't have to explain why i did want to talk or i mm. they they got it there was there was tissue boxes mm. 
all over. <laughs> there was, they came by the last time we gathered together, which was a week ago, because um, now we're on a break. Yes. Um, there was a, there was a solid 26 people coming, right? So was it mixed gender or female? Mixed gender, okay. mixed gender but all faith-based. Mm. And we just, we just listen to one another's stories. Yeah, because it's very therapeutic just to listen. Because that's what therapy is about. But the bonus is, especially when it's faith, but when it's a Christian base, as I'm a Christian, I always tell my audience, it's yeah. even, even more powerful because you get to use to reference the word of God as well. And even yeah. encourage the use of reading and meditation on the word when you're away from each other. Absolutely. Yeah. And it just helps to deal with... Um, well, for me, it helped me to really remember that there is a, the, the battle is for our minds, right? And the mind battle that a person who is um, living with suicide ideation, mm-hmm. right, that's a battle of the mind there yeah, too. Um, the battle is really strong. And so what do you need to go to battle? Well, you need community. And you need the word of God. Amen. That is that is the only way I know to fight that battle. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was, um, it was a gift. Um, the friendships made um, there yeah. are just like sisters, like a sister. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. You know, it reminded me of the story when Moses, when the Israelites were fighting the battle and in order for the battle to be won Moses had to lift his hands right but Moses got tired lifting his hands (laughs) and he had Joshua and Caleb there (laughs) to like no we're gonna do this with you even if my hands are tired Mm. having those people around Mm. who can lift you up and support you is everything yeah and that's such an amazing analogy because from the day we were born we need human connection Mm -hmm. and i was saying today again that the longer we in any crisis or challenge we face in our lives the more support we have the quicker we tend to journey through in strength the less support we have or the more isolated we are the longer it takes to find your way to the other side Absolutely. And it's, ama- it's amazing you're talking about suicide because I've been a mental health professional for over 25 years. So it's something I see every day in my work, one way or the other, or I've had people who have had to refer or work with teams, with doctors and so on and so forth. Because I work from a day center, daycare, therapeutic setting. So we mm-hmm. live with us. So it, it's something, but because I'm fortunate to be in a project that is a Christian project, we understand the spiritual elements to it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask you another, the next question. Thank you for that, um, Kimberly. And um, I really, I'm really picking up on your strength as well, which is amazing. It's amazing. Could you mention three solutions you've solved for yourself since you've become a widow? Three solutions. Yeah. The first solution was um, to take care of me. Um, when, when grief just drops on your lap, mm-hmm. 
it is such a heavy, heavy weight. And you feel um, immobilized, you feel stuck, you don't, you, you know there's a million things that you need to do, but you actually don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's such a, a hodgepodge of all these mixed emotions yeah it's like everything just goes crazy and i think in your case as well with the how it happens because i think everyone's got different ways they lost happened as well so like with your one you you have to deal with that with our mind i could have to deal with that and everyone has different ways first trauma Mm. first i had to deal with the trauma and then i had to do deal with the grief and dealing with the trauma is similar it runs parallel to the grief but it's it it and Different. sometimes it intersects but it doesn't always intersect no. the whole way down. No. No. so mm. dealing with the trauma first um through the lens of a faith my faith walk and dealing through dealing with grief through the lens of my faith walk um are uh two similar but different stories and can and- i can i sorry can i just ask you this why why you were talking what came to mind is so you know when you said you one thing was self-care mm-hmm. did you find even within the self-care you had to fight spiritually self-recrimination yes like the uh, blame the shame the uh-huh. why like, i i my thought was how could my my prevailing my two prevailing thoughts one was how i could have done more I could, I could have done more. I could have done more. And then my second thought, which is a lie from the devil. And my second thought was another lie, which was one day um, I wear glasses. I don't, I don't wear them. I wear them when I need to drive. Right. And I couldn't find Miss Yemi. I I couldn't find my glasses. I don't know where they went. And I, and I stopped and I paused and I said, Oh dear God, I need to go. Please help me find my glasses. And the next thought that went through my head was, girl, God didn't even care about saving your husband. Why is he going to help you find your glasses? And I heard it. I heard it. I heard it so loud. Yeah. And and I I had to stop. And I had I had to physically stop and say out loud, that is a lie. Jesus, you have covered this up. So Lord, I know that you cared about my husband Mm. and I know he's well with you Mm. now, but you also care about my driving (laughs) and I need to get (laughs) You're still here. So you have a purpose for you. Right. Mm. So Lord, help me find my glasses so Mm. I can get going. (laughs) But it's just like those two things. That was a lot. It's huge. It's huge. So I always find I even when I even talk about it myself or when people interview me, I, I still have this um, out of body feeling like I can't believe it's me. Like I'm able to have, I've worked it for eight years because when it happens, it's huge, isn't it? It's like, so, I think it's the biggest thing that's ever happened to me on that side of, um, and I've experienced grief in my life. But I think this was, and I'm sure you can relate to that. It's huge, isn't it? Yeah. It, so, so what was the it, second solution, it, if I may ask you? Uh, uh, taking care of myself better, um, deciding if I need to, okay, 
So this is not going away. What am I going to do? Hmm. And I needed to take care of, that means I needed to make sure that the food that I'm eating yeah. was going to be healthy. I wasn't sleeping. I was having nightmares. I was having daymares. <laughs> I, wow. I was, I was like lying awake going, I need to sleep. I need to sleep. I need to sleep. So then I finally, um, I called the doctor and I'm yeah. like, man, here's the story. I need to sleep. Like, I don't want to be on, on medicine for the mm-hmm. rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what I'm asking for. I'm asking for something right now yeah, that for the next yeah. to retrain my brain. I need to, mm-hmm. I need to retrain my brain mm-hmm. down. You're going to sleep. That's the point of your n- good night, Kimberly. Mm-hmm. And uh, that worked really well. So taking care of myself by going to the doctor, yeah. um, eating well exercising again mm-hmm. and um doing things with my friends yeah and i think what Kay, what was quite good you mentioned as well is when you access the doctor because that's very good because sometimes people don't do, you could identify where you couldn't do the the bit by yourself you need to rest your mind so in right. doing that you needed to get yeah. at least temporarily a professional to work with you with that but sometimes yes, people deny that until they've got worse in their mental health because of the lack of sleep. Yeah, exactly. And Miss Yemi, as you know, grief like is all encompassing. Like it hits you in your heart. It yes. hits you in your in your brain. It hits you. It hits you um, in the way you eat. It hits yes. your gut because yes. your guts and your brain are connected. Of you course. Have struggles with mm. with processing food especially yeah. if you get a lot of processed mm-hmm. food your body's gonna you, you, you it's not gonna function well you, you're, you're going to be like your body regulating temperature is gonna yeah. go crazy you mm. might discover that you uh might shake a little bit because yeah. your nerves are up of course uh, all these so go to the doctor like mm-hmm. when somebody passes away that you are strongly connected with, yes. um, and you have a deep, powerful spirit Impact connection with them. Get yourself to the doctor. Yeah. Talk to your doctor because you will gain weight, you will lose weight, you will not sleep, you may oversleep, mm-hmm. you may, you don't like, you may, you want to make sure that you're making great choices for mm-hmm. healing. Yeah. And you want to make sure that you're not doing body numbing. Yes, yeah. But I'm going to stay you a bit. My my timekeeper is telling me the time. So, all right. So the next, so so you've done the three. Thank you for that. I mean, I had I have even when you were talking. What I remembered is, anytime I wanted to lift anything during my uh, at least the first year, everything seemed heavy. I didn't understand why. I remember going to Costco and I wanted to pick up something that would normally be light, but it seemed so heavy. So I had to get people to carry it. But now I understand it's the grief, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Your body is working overtime to keep you centered, to keep you going. Yes. But it is an effort. Yeah. So. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, so what has been, we've spoken about faith. So I'm not going to ask you, but you've more or less mentioned your faith. What has been the biggest challenge as a widow since in terms of, to date for you, what would you be, would you say has been 
personally, community, what would you say has been your biggest challenge in, in finding your way through recovery? <laughs> the first challenge yeah. was work. Um, feeling like um, I'm in, I am responsible for the education of children, okay. right? And if I didn't sleep well, if I'm not eating well, if I'm not taking care of myself, my work is going to go down the tubes. So could and you take, sorry, could you take time off work? Did you take adequate time off work? Eight days was all I got. And you couldn't have got more? No, because I was new to oh, the... Oh, how, long, how long had you been there? Um, I had just started at that new job. My husband... Everything had just started. Wow, <laughs> Everything had just amazing. started. Everything. My husband was like, hey, come work with my school district. We'll have the same thing. Like, we'll be at the same meetings and we'll have the same schedule. It'll be great. And so I'm like, oh, well, okay. That, All right, so fine. you moved to his school. I moved to, wow. well, we were not legally, we were not legally allowed to, to work in the same school. He's okay. not allowed to be my overseer. So um, I worked in a nearby school and, and had everything gone the way um, that we thought it would, it yeah. would have been, but work became very hard because my husband's best friend was my boss and he was grieving. I was grieving. My husband had started by teaching at this school yeah. um, when he was very young. Um, he had been a principal at this school a long time ago. Everywhere he is, it, I, he's all over that school. And of course. He, so that even made, made would have impacted on you. And it mentally. is hard. Yes, definitely. I, so I'm actually going to be going back to my regular job at my old school district. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Not because good. I don't love my husband, but because I, I need to go to work. Yeah, and for your sanity, I, yeah. Think about that. And then you I walk away from the cloud. When, you're, when it's too incestuous in terms of people who have known your husband, it's like you never can get away. It's always in right. your face. Once it's healthy, when you can go back to an environment that didn't necessarily occupy, yours might occupy that space or have an influence in yeah. that. It's just amazing, isn't it? Yes, it, it was. Yeah. But and you're then a very the strong woman, though, I must say, Kimberly. You, you, must, you must be, I don't know what your history is, but from what, how you're talking, I know you're a woman of faith, but mm -hmm. I, I don't know what your life experience has been there's something that's made you very, very strong. So I know it's your faith. And I wonder if you've had other experiences in the past, directly or indirectly, or you've supported people because there's I, something very sound on, on your, what you're sharing with me. I, on, yeah. I, I believe that it's because of how I was raised. Um, okay. My parents were missionaries and I grew up in the church. Okay. Um, I'm adopted and I just... I, I, I feel like, um, and I know my adopted family, I'm mm. um, connected to them as well in Costa Rica. But I think what I know is that life is a precious gift. My yeah. life could have been much different had I not been adopted. That's but because amazing. of God's good grace, I was. And yeah. because of that, I've had a really great opportunity in life. Mm. And I don't want to, I don't want to wash that away. That's um, I want to really, I really want to make life count. Um, okay. and so then like the second thing that was really hard to see me was going to church. Yes. Yeah. And sitting, sitting by myself, just that was hard. I'm getting used to it. And now yeah. like there's 
now there's people who I know, mm. you know, that, um, and I don't know, it was just, it was just hard at yeah. first to like yeah. go and sit and alone at church, but, mm. but it's also yeah. important Missy, to mm. go and sit alone at you church. You have to, yes. Hard, mm. but do it. Yeah, because the longer you avoid it, isn't it? Yeah, it gets harder, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. you could even lose people lose their faith, you know, from this. Exactly. The moment you start to withdraw, you you find because that will that would be your, that would have been your main community anyway, spiritually. So I found people who, who did withdraw, they lose somehow lose their faith for a good year or more before they can find their way back. So it's yeah. still about leaning in, isn't it? You have to constantly lean in. To get the recovery you want. And it's awkward and it's, it's uncomfortable and you don't want to do it. Um, but you gotta do it. Yes, yeah, you gotta do it. Over your matter, yeah, mind over matter. So I'm gonna ask you one more question. Yeah, it's been I might have to call you, but have you back again. <laughs> we are going to the love. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> so just to ask you one question, what purpose have you found? What new purpose or greater purpose have you found since your loss? Um, my what I what I want to do is I want people to know more about mental health and suicide from a faith-based element, from a foundation of faith. Yeah. Because some people, someone told me, oh gee, Kimberly, I guess your husband didn't love Jesus enough. What? Where do you get that? Like wh- how? Hmm. So what did you say to the person? Is that what you said to the person? I said, no, my husband loved Jesus very much. Mm -hmm. He just struggled with his mental health because you can love Jesus and struggle with mental health. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, that's okay. That's not enough awareness and education in the churches as well. I think people are scared of mental health. Yeah. And you know what, the church doesn't really talk about grief. Mm -hmm. I've never, I've never heard a sermon a good sermon or any sermon about grieving as a Christian. Although I did go to a training um, which was organized for, by my church, a leadership training on grief. Uh, wow. Since the ease of lockdown, there was a massive training event and it was done by Care for the Family. It's an English organization, but they're online. And it was brilliant yeah. because it brought a lot of church members together and actually talk, look at grief because... Because of the loss due to COVID, it had to be spoken about and people had to be trained more on trauma and loss. Oh, that's so good to hear because that's exactly what we need. So that's that's kind of where I feel that um, God can Mm -hmm. use me. Maybe we could do a collaboration on that, actually, on a mental health awareness event or so. I would love to be part of that because it it God loves you. And you may be struggling with mental health, but that does not mean God has left you or that God doesn't love you. Um, we all struggle with aspects of mental health. And, to and it's about the church that- applying the right spiritual tools to help the person. And some leaders in some churches are not, that's not their calling, so they won't take it on. But then where they can't, referrals should be made to other spiritual organizations. Exactly. All right, I've got to round up now, Kimberly. Oh, okay. I don't know what's going on, but I'm time. They're saying I've only got one more minute. <laughs> anyway, I think I'll have to call, have you back again. But can I, I just, can we say, I'm going to say thank you to Kimberly. Yeah, I, I really feel the strength from you. 
and I love what you shared and I hope you found this beneficial yes. so I'm just going to start the my audience and a great thank you to lovely Kimberly I would definitely love to have you back and perhaps have a collaboration with you so signing off now this is Yemi Majekodumi and we've just spoken and heard of from Kimberly Coland. This is Widow Recovery Secrets. Remember, there's always hope after loss. Dare to dream greater. Thank you very much. All right. I'm not good. I'm just going to pause now.